At Podcastic, we believe in the power of unique voices and fresh perspectives. We're here to amplify your passion and creativity, connecting you with a growing community of engaged listeners who crave original content. Podcastic is more than just a platform. It's a support system built for indie podcasters, offering a range of resources to help you succeed. From tailored promotional campaigns to professional production assistance, we're here to help you shine. Our intuitive platform makes it easy for you to be seen and heard. We do all the heavy lifting for you. You just show up and create. Plus, with our advanced analytics, you'll gain valuable insights into your audience's preferences, allowing you to refine your content and grow your fan base. Ignite your passion, expand your reach, and thrive with podcasting. Visit our website at www.podcasticlife.com to get started. Podcasting, the home for indie podcasts and content creators. Get started. Um, Welcome to the Rise of Grandma Show. Today, we got a very special guest, but before we get into our very special guest, we got a new uh, host coming aboard. Y'all seen it before. She like to talk Luxie. Uh, the one and only Miss Cecily Gooden is our new. Oh, you said the whole person. Oh, so Cece, y'all. Okay. Hey, <laughs> She's perfect. Listen, um, that's her shirt. Don't look no further. Uh, listen, today is a good day. Um, today, today, um, it's gonna be a great show. Uh, we 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 talking about something very seriously, and, and if I cry, the hell with y'all. Y'all call in 313-266-2811. Uh, today's topic. We're going to go through the, today's topic. And today's topic is coping with grief. And dealing with coping with grief, with coping with grief we have the one and only, the luxurious, supreme being of one of everyone concerns, the one and only Miss Heather is in the building. with Miss Heather Hetero is here with us today, y'all. Miss Heather, how you doing? I'm awesome. Thank you for having me. How uh, you No problem. Thank you. All right, we got two queens in here, one king. We can't play chess, but we damn sure gonna get the thing done today. Um, Miss Heather's here because she's a she's an expert at it 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 um dealing with people with grief. Miss Heather, let's start off with you. Um then we we gonna get deep 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 today. Where where do a person need to start with grief? I think the first most important step is to recognize that you are grieving. Ooh. And um, some of us kind of play out our grief in defensive behaviors. And so in order to recognize where you are, I mean, you know that you're in pain, but because we don't always know what those stages or what that pain looks like, we don't exactly know where we are. And so um, I really think it's important for people to understand that there are stages of grief. Uh, and especially um, when you understand where you are, you know where you're going. Yes. And you know where you've been. So it gives you some direction that you're making progress because grief can it can really trick you into thinking that you're depressed and you're going to stay depressed and you're going to always be depressed, that you're lonely or sad and you're going to always be lonely and sad. It's very hard to see in the distance from grief. Right. I totally agree. It's hard. It's so hard <laughs> to say goodbye. So, in, in, in fact, when, when a person is in denial, how can you tell? Well... Cause there's a, I'm sorry, I have a question I want to ask you with that though. Okay. Because there's a difference between like mourning, right, mm-hmm. and then but actually being in grief, because just because you know you cried and was emotional about it, right when it happened, 
then there's still a whole process after that and people think like oh just cry for the moment or you know mm-hmm. that you're not still going it's still it's like oh that's it I've, I've grieved and that's it and you're not realizing that you have you're grieving it's a process right longer than that that moment yeah so. there's a distance to go right well, so let me back up to when we were talking about grief most people may think you're just talking about the loss of a loved one like they made a transition but grief also includes breakups separations um create the distance that happens between people um it's it's so much deeper than that, mm-hmm. um, and because again we don't always know that something is going to affect. We're like I'm all right, I'm all right. I'm just going to bounce back. I just need a little time, and mm-hmm. we, we we cover things up because we don't have the answers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know sometimes we know the right places to go for those answers, and sometimes we don't, and we spin. It's like that, you know, when you're waiting for your, what is it, rendering, you're waiting for something to mm-hmm. download and make itself present. We're in that state. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate what you're saying about mourning. Yes, mourning typically is what you do in that moment. Grief is what happens kind of before and after. So when you think about the stages of grief, the initial one is just shock. Mm-hmm. And, and then there is another stage where that emotional release, which is the crying, it is the the emotional part that goes with it, but then it becomes a physical thing. Mm. And if you've ever been grieving, it feels like your heart is physically broken. Like you're yeah. carrying around pieces, like you can hear it jingling in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so these are these are stages though. And they're very healthy stages to move through. Even the anger stage. So we, when people try not to act out with, like, I'm not going to, you know, this, I'm okay, I'm good, I'm not going to cry about it, mm-hmm. it's fine. They're actually pushing it back further, trying not to well, feel those things. So any step, any movement is movement. Mm-hmm. Any movement is going to be progress, even sometimes if you regress, because that means that you have been to a stage, so you're going to eventually go back and keep moving. Some people, it just takes, you know, we all respond differently. So you may take some steps back, but you're also going to continue to take steps forward. The idea is that when people who are around you, who love and care about you, know the stages too. And then they can help you move through those stages as well. So encouraging somebody, you know, I know you're hurting, right? I I know you're in shock or I, I know that you're in pain. When you're saying those things, you're helping those people to move along that stage. And so the more we know, the more we can help. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it's even difficult to self-identify that I'm in I'm in depression. I'm in the depression stage. People will say that, but actually not know that that's a stage of grieving. And so and so it means that you're making progress because you're past the shock. Mm -hmm. Because the first thing is the shock when you hear you when you hear news that somebody's made a transition. It's like. Oh my God! You know what happened? What you know? So you need to have all this information. So right. we go about information gathering. Where did it? Where did it happen? When did it happen? How did it happen? We need to have all those details, even when that grief is a breakup, right? What happened between us? Yeah. Why are we here? What got us here, right? And you may already know those things, yeah. but when, <laughs> but when it shows up mm-hmm. and the result that tear starts to happen mm-hmm. and when relationships, part of that pain is that spiritual tear, especially if you have been intimate together. Well, I had yeah. all my grief was all at once. Mm-hmm. I was grieving. I broke up really too. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, was, I wasn't yeah. done. I wasn't because I wasn't done. I, right. I suppressed the first one right. and I wasn't done grieving at all I hadn't even started that process it, wow. and then I was trying to cover it up 
with something else, which ended up making it worse. And then my friend got killed literally right after that. Oh and God. then my other friend died three months after that. So I had a lot going on in the yes. summer of 2021. So, yeah. And I had like three jobs working through everything. So, yeah. You know, what's, what's the end stage? Like, if you're grieving a, a breakup, and when does it end? <laughs> I, well, I'm about to I'm about the same as Heather. Do it start to end because it still sounds like you're grieving. You still grieving. I'm, I, I took forever to. Uh, yeah, it's still a grieving because. Yeah. Of, yeah. And it sounds like you're working that much to keep your mind off of things. Because that's why I, I got used to doing that. Actually, in the pandemic, um, I got used to. The, well, the breakup was the first grief, and then um, I had to be on my own, all hundred percent for the first time, and I didn't have nothing, nobody, me and God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to. I worked a lot, and I stayed busy, and I've never worked as much or did so much to stay busy. I don't know how to not be busy, and that's the best way for me to get through things because I feel like if I allow myself to feel it, that may leave me stuck. In the cup, like in the house for a couple of days, and I can't afford to be stuck in the house for a couple of days. So then I suppress it some more, and I feel like if I cried about this already, how much more, you know, can I feel it or be sad about it? So I all I do is work through it. I, that's all I know. It's one of the actually one of the stages is called the return to normal. Mm-hmm. So you're trying your best to to be normal. You're just skipping stages. Mm. The other ones still have to come. Even though you're trying to have this normal life, it's going to spill out. It's going to spill over. You may have a blow up at somebody. They may have just said, hey, what's up? And that might have been something. I've not all this said over. That. <laughs> they didn't do nothing to you. Right. Well, that's, that's true. Yeah. And, and so somebody might walk up and say something or do something that's a trigger for you. And it sets you back to that <laughs> state that you haven't mastered yet or yeah. overcome yet. Mm. And so, uh, so... That that kind of return to normal, trying to normalize your life mm-hmm. is a big part. But it's still, it's a stage, but it's also kind of skipping ahead. And then it's like it could be a new normal because depending on what the situation is, it's because that is that like a breakup. If I was living with someone, that's a new normal. Or having mm-hmm. somebody, my closest friends, you know, not in my life anymore, that's something that I'll have to get adjusted to because maybe my go-to person to call, I can't do Call that. Right. And so now it's just like, oh, well, what do I do? You know, I, you know, so it's a little rough. They want to like, yeah, it's yeah. So, and, and so <laughs> let me say also, depending on your grounding, your rooting, if you know and you believe that people physically make a transition, but spiritually are still connected to you. And that's part of that process, why you can't shake somebody or you can't, you feel like you can't let them go because they're still a part of you. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so when you feel like you want to, if you said a particular thing, okay, can you talk to me about, you know, you're not here for me to tell you about this and you're not here to give me advice. I guarantee that if you start talking through it, you'll be able to hear what they would say to you about mm-hmm. a certain thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll hear the advice, mm-hmm. right? And so you I already know what you're gonna say. And you can when you get to that point, mm-hmm. you are you are moving through the process yeah. because you can accept that yeah. part yeah. of the journey. It's all about the process. Hey y'all, I've, um he popped he popped on in the one and only the the man, the the legend. He's not a myth. E block is definitely on the building. Hey <laughs> Q, can you hear me? What's up, brother? What up, though? Yeah, I can hear you. Cut your mic on, brother. That's you. Got to cut your mic on, Q. You got to cut your mic on. Unmute yourself, bro. Yeah, because you you good for not muting yourself. I'm just gonna be honest with you. (laughs) 
You can't hear me? Can you hear me? Just shake your head yes if you can hear me. I can't, yes. Okay, I you can, can hear, hear me. And, um, um, you can't hear me? Is the, the, the flicker flicked? Is the flicker flicked on six? Yeah. Q, you, you got something muted again. You know how you be doing. Check all your Check all it your cues. Me, they, I know, I know when you, I know who it was now. <laughs> no, a mic when it's in here. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, there you go, Q. I know what you sipping. You sipping on your peppermint tea? For sure, I got the peppermint tea for sure. But I did not know. Don't let nobody know on the east side that you over there sipping peppermint not tea. Just, don't let nobody know he's on the east side. Come on, let's <laughs> have some respect. They gonna think he's soft for sipping peppermint tea. I'm, I'm, I'm from the east side, peppermint tea with honey. In. And you proud? With honey? In? You proud like that? No, no, no. What up, Q? Uh, you see me? Don't let that shit shake me. I know that's right. You see, we got Miss Heather in the building, right? You see her dropping them jewels. Did you hear? I do, man. I love talking to Miss Heather. That's what's up. Blessing. Thank you. So, Miss Heather, like dealing with grief, like with me, I'm, I'm what you said with, to um, Cece. Sometimes, because I was grieving heavy, somebody said, "Just talk to her," mm-hmm. and you could hear. Don't be. Don't just think somebody's going to appear and start talking to you. You have to be able to listen with your spirit. Don't demand it. Send me a sign right now. You can hear me. <laughs> That's what I do. Don't do that. Yeah, no, nah, I don't. <laughs> that doesn't work. I, I don't want to do that. That was scared the hell out of me. Um, because sometimes I know you can hear me, and then God does some fall. I'm like, you know what, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. You know, I was. I was in my feelings. Never mind. <laughs> you made us to be emotional. I was in my feelings. But no, oh, we got to call. Hold on. Call you on the air. Now, if we can hear Q, we've heard him from the beginning. Miss Carmen, <laughs> I about to say I, I, I would say go I would say go to hell, but you already know the address. Listen, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> what you say? Damn, <laughs> you, you is hell. Uh, anyway, you know what? That's what's up. That's good. Come back. We can hear Q loud and clear. Okay, we can we can hear Q can now. Hear Ms. Can we hear the doctor? Miss Carmen, Miss Carmen. Okay, can you hear a click? No, I'm just, I'm just, okay. Happy okay. Tuesday, everybody. Hey, happy Tuesday, Miss Carmen. Okay, I'm Ms. listening because I'm going through. Wow. What? Go ahead. I'm listening because I'm going through some grief. Um, and it's nonstop. It seemed like this world, everything is like. Miles. That wasn't me. I'm um, it just seemed like we've been through a lot since, right? You know, before, well, before the pandemic, my mom passed and then my nephew's son passed. But then the, the pandemic with all the, you know, the death, I don't think us overall have really stopped to really deal with all that stuff. And we're just going on with life and life changes and stuff like that. And I agree with what CC said. We just keep moving, you know what I'm saying, to keep from, in essence, dealing with it because we don't know how we're going to react if we stop for a moment and allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling, you know what I'm saying, at the moment. You know, I don't know if I'm going to start crying and can't stop crying or, you know, um, get depressed where I can't get out the bed to keep moving and stuff like that. So it's scary, too, you know what I'm saying, having to confront those feelings and dealing with them. Absolutely. So that's all I want to say. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, so Ms. Carmen. I don't Carmen. know if I'm still in a bargaining stage with God, like, okay, make all this not have happened. You know, let me wake up tomorrow and, you know, this is just a bad dream. Yeah. So, 
Okay, Miss Carmen, thank you for giving us the call. Continue to listen. So, what do you? So, Miss Miss Heather, what do you? So, how you go about it? What do you think when people think um, is God is God putting leverage or um, or God is is in the placement of your grief? What do you say to people who say is God just putting me through this because of what I've done in the past or what I've been thinking? What would you say to that? Okay, so. I'm going to answer this question, but I'm going to do it in a, in a different kind of way. No so problem. You guys, just just roll with me on what I'm about to share with you, okay? What? So we are in a new age, okay? We're in the age of what's called the age of Aquarius. Oof. The age of Aquarius is the time in humanity and in, in the scope of time. This is about rebirth, renewal, and spiritual elevation, this is the time where all of those old spaces in us as human beings, as society, have to fall away and you have to choose who you're going to be. Mm. This is and a lot of you. I'm sure you're already there. Your spiritual gifts are elevated. You're able to see and hear in ways that you were not before. Some of those people who um, you mentioned that, you know, you might be speaking to somebody you would not expect them to appear. Some people actually see those spirits. They may come in different forms for people who who know about the symbolism of the butterfly or the cardinal. Those are also ways that those loved ones show up. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so now I, I can understand that some people may say, you know, feel a certain way about that. But the truth is that God is the ultimate time maker and time taker. And so and your steps are ordered. The reality of accepting that is a totally different story, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. You think things are random. Nothing in your life is random. You are not random. When, it, when people have made their contribution to mankind, they are transitioned or elevated to a frequency where we don't see them. That doesn't mean that they, because we're all spirit bodies, right? right? So we're already connected. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're never disconnected. You you elevate. That's why. And, and I'm going to. OK, so I'm going to go here a little bit, uh, just a little bit. When people uh, are not around you, but when you connect with them again and it's just like there hasn't been a break of time or a distance. Right. That's because you're on the same frequency at that time. People come in and out of your life because they're on different frequencies. Mm -hmm. We think it's distance because that's how we've been programmed to think. Mm, OK, so when you look at when you look at grief, it is the process of releasing those things that no longer serve you. And so we have to be really mindful that there are other dynamics happening. Now, we used to be connected to this information, right? But as, <clears throat> excuse me, as cultures, we've been disconnected from our, our identity and who we are. Grief is one of those tools that's used to reconnect us. Because what happens at funerals, right? We have to stop meeting like this at times like this. Yeah. But whatever it takes to bring you together, to make you to remember who you are, you come together for that purpose. Wow. And that, that person that's in the middle is the catalyst, for, excuse me, for bringing everybody together. Right. Okay. So we look at grief and we have, been, we have been programmed to look at grief as a negative thing. And so when we talk about God in the process, God has already ordered your steps. The Ooh. things that you need to see and reflect on is what you do in your time of grief. How would she tell me what's going on? Because the f you've already been told now. Yeah, you've when, already been told. I, when? Whether you know, whether you right, listened yeah. or not. Yeah. Because that's the, the part. Important. And because Carmen had said something 
of that effect too. That's mm-hmm. the part that I was the most stuck at because even though I've known of people passing, but my friend um, Brittany, um, God rest her soul, when she um, was killed in 2021, that was my first person that was close to me that, you know, left in the way that she did. Right. And we had plans. We just talked about it the week before. Yeah. So I was stuck. The first thing that, well, not the first thing, after, the, of course, like the, the day of crying and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and excuse me, I'm, I'm going to keep it cute. But I'm like, God, don't give a F about your plans. And it wasn't like, it was just more so like, we was, no, I'm confused because no, we were, because she had a podcast too. I, we're going to put this together. Like we had, we had a plan for the summer. What, what, I'm confused if we had a whole plan. Why did this, why did this happen? This, and I was in a state and sometimes I'm still in that state where I'm like, if I'm planning something, we're planning something together. What's, what, what am I supposed to do now? Or how do I, that's not God's plan. Well, what is it? We're just, I'm just out here having my own plan, but it's just like, he don't care. And then not to say he don't care, but it feels like, dang, right. well, forget what we had going on. And now I have to, now we're sad now and it's over and it's, you know, I don't know. So let, let, me, okay. let me ask you to consider that God put you to a point where now you have more tools and information to share. Right. Mm -hmm. People who listen to you, who follow you now can follow the process of grieving, Mm -hmm. can can follow what's next. What is life like after this point? This is all information, knowledge and experience that you gained that you didn't have if you didn't have this experience. Like coping with a breakup and then learning because I have endless of material is even though it's hard, but it's like I learned it changed to where I am as a person. So. I able to, you know, move forward and have more things to talk about, move differently, help others. I get that in the, in that sense. I I haven't gotten it yet in the sense of losing someone. I mean, what you gonna be? You think you still thinking that you lost her? Right, and you in the in in the point. That's what she was saying. Yeah, you didn't lose her. God already ordered the steps. What have you gained from, or what are you going to utilize to help other people? Right. I have a friend who got shot six times. He always complained about his aches and pains, right? I said, maybe you just need to go down to a hospital and give your time and talk to parents with people who've been, well, over their children who've been shot, you know what I mean? And talk to these people. And and he said, no, 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 I'm I'm straight. So he's walking on the cane. Two and a half years later, hopefully, he watching. He's he, he started doing things. Started telling his story. Mm. He wasn't walking on the cane. Mm. And every time he give of himself, the pain lessens. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. What I've learned is when you go through something, make something of it to where others don't have to go through it. Jay Z said, "Hove did that." So hopefully you wouldn't have to go through that. He wasn't just talking about the struggles of the music business. He was talking about the pains and everything that came with getting with what he has. And you don't have to go through this if you if you see me, I'm giving you a a, a, a blueprint on how to make things work mm-hmm. without having to go through the streets. So when when we go through these things, we have to utilize what we've been through. Like she said, a butterfly in the cardinal, right? Not. So you wonder how in the hell a butterfly come about. But every every larvae that's created do not turn to a butterfly. Ninety percent of them be moths. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you hit a moth? It just be like turn to powder, right? Mm-hmm. So what I learned about butterflies, they have substance. 
right? Mm-hmm. They when they when they, when the sun shines through the wings, the 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 imagery that it gives and brought and casts amongst other things, you be like, it almost look like a map. Mm-hmm. So you have to really think about those things, and I understand exactly what you by the cardinal. A cardinal is a normal bird, quote unquote, but you very seldom see him. Mm. And you're like, why now is a cardinal looking at me? He just. Mm-hmm. And it's some of your ancestors coming to say, I'm here. Feel me? But you have to be in the mode to feel that frequency. What about dreams? Um, Cause my, Because of my friend, even though. My friend Brian, me and me and Brian dated for a couple of months, <laughs> but we knew each other since high school. That, I think that's that's. What do you mean you did it? We dated. Oh, dated. Oh, yeah, so you did. You, so you did do it. I, okay, go I ahead. thought she said did it. Okay. That's you doing But that's yeah. the, even though my friend um, Brittany, since I was twelve, she passed the way she did. But he, I had talked. He called me literally at that moment, but he didn't know that. He just called to check on me. He always do check ins. Mm-hmm. Then he went three months later. His death is the one that affects me daily. It's not that Britney's death don't. Mm-hmm. I just feel it more, maybe because I spent so much time with him, and he was like a really huge part. Like he's the most supportive person. That's the person that I call on no matter what. He let me know that even right before we had the most beautiful conversation the week before. We had plans to go out, whatever. When he passed, I I got dream about him all the time. But like even afterwards, it was like he was telling me like I'm okay, I'm okay, and I'm in a dream. He's in a casket. I'm I'm seeing he's not moving, but I can hear his voice. He's just like I'm all right. Or sometimes he'll show up and he doesn't say anything. One time he showed up three times and I was like, Are you coming to get me? Like say something. What's going on? Like but mm-hmm. I feel like I <laughs> get <laughs> I feel you too. Okay. I understand. I'm just saying three times you like three strikes. You may think three strikes <laughs> out. Right. Like what's going on? Exactly. So you know I feel like he I, I, I feel him a little more, especially when I know I'm doing too much. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm a dream person, so mm-hmm. I feel like all my little signs. And yeah, stuff we'll have a sidebar about your dreams. So okay, we okay, can, we can talk because that's gonna take a minute. Okay, I got you. Yeah, but but it, it it is important. That is that's one of the tools that you've been given. Let me rephrase that. That's one of the gifts that you've been given. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So so be mindful, and then it's so much more. It's so much more when they're connecting with you in dreams. Then and the symbolism is not always what it means literally. Right. Right. So the the casket could be that it's time to put something else to rest. Right. Yes. Right. Or it could be that it's time to to stop burying things that you know no that you're not addressing. Well, I mean, we don't so do that, a, girl. So, <laughs> so being mindful of that is really important. So and thank you, Miles, for sharing the the information about the butterfly and the cardinal because it's it's different meanings for different people. Yes, but. It, this is such an amazing time that we're in. So I just want to step back just a bit to COVID um, to help uh, also with the, what Miss Carmen had mentioned when she called in. You are so important to God that he shut everything down. So if you were working mad crazy and you weren't getting a break and you weren't having spending time with your kids and your family, everybody was sat down, mm-hmm. right? So, and gradually... It was a reset, and people were missing that. They were. It's it's it was a reset. It was a reset for the economy. Now we know a bunch of other stuff had to happen for that moment to happen. Whatever your theory is about why it happened, we need to get beyond that mm-hmm. and look at what's happening on the inside of us. 
it is so important. So everybody that was affected, I lost my dad. Both my parents had COVID on, um, it was uh, January 1st, New Year's Day, 2021. Both mm. my parents were in the hospital with COVID. And so my whole family, it went through my whole family. I, fortunately, I think I'm the only one that did not actually have COVID. Mm. Everybody in my household did multiple times. My family did, and I'm delivering stuff, and I'm like, I was kind of, uh, you know, making everybody make sure that they had their, Man, you know, protective gear on and stuff like that when they were transporting and bringing things. I, I was not affected that way, but I fought it. Mm. That was a spirit, also. Mm. It was designed to meet you at your weakness and show you what that is. Oh yeah. So we have to be mindful of the symptoms that we have. Look at that for people who still have difficulty breathing. Some of the two most important things that you need are water and breath. So you should be exercising that breath. So that means you should be breathing life into other things, other people, into activities you're involved in. You need to be breathing life. Ooh, that's a word. So when you talk about, uh, and I know we're talking about the, the grief and, and coping with grief. Part of, and, and, and Miles, you said this so eloquently, part of that grieving process is what you do with it. Mm. Yeah. Is what you do with it. We take it so internal and it, it shuts us down. But even that is designed to help you to reset. Yeah. And so pour it out. However it comes out, if you have to sit down for those days and it interferes with your work, mm -hmm. that means that had to sit to the side as well. Yes. Yeah. You come first. Mm -hmm. what's, what's the saying that everybody tells you when you get on the airplane, right? Put, Put your, your mask mm -hmm. on first. first. Mm -hmm. So that inner healing, that inner growth, that inner uh, development has to come out because it has to come out in this season. Yes. If you're a spiritual person and guided person, your antenna, mm -hmm. your antenna should be pulling you and in information every day. Facts. I, I, the best way now that I do cope with all the grief, um, but in particular losing loved ones, is knowing that we. When I woke up, when we all woke up today, we were granted another 24 hours that others was not. So when I think, when I'm in a space where I'm feeling depressed about other things or I'm sad and I don't want to do anything, I don't want to get out the bed, I'm, I catch myself because it's like that's, I'm, that's not fair to the ones who aren't here to the point where we're able to have another day, have another chance to do whatever it is that you need to do to make life better another day, another day another 24 hours to you know if, if work is not going well or your plans is falling through or your career is not where it wants to be or whatnot you still woke up another day to be able to do something to help change it yeah. and i feel like we do the uh, ones that pass a disservice by not doing that when we are here and they're not my two friends they live life to the fullest they all they travel they did things that and, and i wasn't doing that so i find myself doing more for me and not always working all the time or no i can't go or no i can't do this when they were just living when they were here so i tried to honor them in those ways well, can, I, can i suggest something Cece, you doing music now. Do a song dedicated to your do do a song that's dedicated to the healing process of yourself, their families, and in honor of them. Yeah, I'm Look, working on that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you do that, because when Missy passed, I'm I created a scholarship in her name. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For graphic designers and filmmakers. Mm -hmm. So I know what it means to take the grief and put it towards something that 
other people can benefit from and honor and at the same time keep the name going. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So that's alchemy. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. So um hey yo, we about to go to video right quick, right before we we got the big guy we got the big guy on the um, microphone. We'll be right back with Q. I wanna know what was going on in Q's corner. Look, I just made up a whole segment <laughs> for him. Q's corner. We'll be right back with Q's right. corner, y'all. On made up a whole segment. Right on the east side on the four eight two oh five. We'll be right back. Hey y'all, please, please, please don't scroll, don't scroll. Y'all know that I am not the one to be coming on here with words. However, this is a message to those that are grieving. And the word is simply, don't die with the dead. And what I mean by that is God had to literally reveal to me that I was allowing the death of my father to kill me and consume me to the point where like I was walking around, I was going to work, but I was literally mentally um, not functioning. You know, I was allowing the enemy to play with my mind about the death of my father. So today I say to you that your loved one will want you to live. They will want you to go on. Love them. Think about them and shed your tears. Miss them. Reminisce about them. But baby, keep on living. Whatever you do, do not stop living. Do not die with the dead. Life is made for the living. Okay? I love y'all, and we're going to get through this. I, I got something to say, too. I got to say something about that. Miss, Miss uh, Heather, um, this is what I'm tired of, and I'm just going to get off my chest right now. Damn. I'm, t- I'm, I'm talking about them. I'm talking about them over there. No, <laughs> no matter no. <laughs> It, the list got me. Um, no offense. Thank God for our producer. Um, but seriously, I was just thinking. Uh, um, I'm tired of people keep saying the enemy, keep blaming the enemy. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I truly believe the enemy is really ourselves. In me, right? It, right. I, I believe we're fighting ourselves. Um, I strongly believe the story of David, uh, David and Goliath is basically Goliath is being David's ego. And it wasn't a particular person, due to the fact that he used a slingshot and a stone, and to hit and to hit him directly in the forehead, which actually represents the third eye. Or right. so that's him unblocking him, blocking him, unblocking himself, so he could be the best he could be. That was that's my theory of David and Goliath. So when I hear I heard the young lady my and the enemy is just want to get with them, right? I was just, <laughs> I was just thinking that God. I'm so tired of people blaming other things that they're responsible for. This ain't nothing but the devil. The not. devil down there, like I ain't even did this. Listen, I watched the TV show Lucifer, one of my favorite TV shows, and that black woman said the devil is a lie, and he said I am not, and I, and I thought it was the funniest <laughs> shit in the world. But the truth is, if people do believe in the Bible or whatever, they should know that the devil is not omnipresent. So the devil basically uh, got to uh, ride the bus. Take a cab or Uber to wherever he's going to try to uh, mess with and taint with. So that's just my belief. So, Ms. Heather, I want you to uh, share light on people taking accountability for their own emotions. So there, there is a process, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to share with you my process of change, the steps to my process of change, and in, in, in that I'm hoping I'm answering your question okay. as well. So in order to change, the first thing you need is new information. Ooh. You need new information. That could be a new spin on information. That could be a, a new opportunity to view information. Uh, new information is the first step. So if you don't have new information, you can't move to the second step. So the second step is appreciation. You have to appreciate the information you have. Mm. 
in order to apply the information, you have to appreciate it. Because if you don't appreciate the source, you don't appreciate Ooh. what it's bringing, you're not going to apply it. Mm. At all. Okay? So if you don't apply it, you can't transform. Mm. So the fourth step is to be able to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That sound familiar? Yes. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But that renewing of your mind comes from the new information that you've received. Yes. So once you start to transform and transforming is just doing something different, Mm -hmm. doing it a different way, taking a new route, getting out of the routine, getting unstuck. Mm-hmm. You cannot elevate. And what we're trying to reach at every moment is a new elevation because what you need on that frequency is already there. You can't even see it because you're not on the frequency. Uh, you, you mentioned frequency earlier. Is yeah. it like because sometimes I feel like when I'm at like my like the lowest emotionally and I'm just. I track cancers when I'm at the deep, dark pits of hell mm-hmm. <laughs> of like and I, and I say that a joke. Everybody don't bring, believe in astrology or whatever. But I just notice who is around me the like more when I'm at the lowest, and when I'm at my highest frequency, I attract a different type of man or just a different type of energy. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that like? And I, and I feel like okay, I, I'm vibrating at like you know a higher frequency. So you know certain things won't even you know get into my energy. That's true. Because I'm in a different. You know, well, I'm, I'm gonna say something. I, I can understand with cancers because cancers is bottom feeders. Oh, child! Them being honest, yeah. I mean, they, so they, times be time. I mean, Please let me go. Well, they, they bottom <laughs> they bottom feeders, and that's what I tell anybody. Our appetite actually replicates our spiritual life too. So we got to really think about it. You know, we like crab legs, we like shrimp, right? Mm-hmm. So we eat the bottom part of it, and so we can't be mad when the Lord desires to take over us mm-hmm. because we, whatever you put in your body consumes your mind too. And that's one thing, and that's one thing people do not get. Um, I got an um, app called Yuko, right? I think it's Yuka, and it actually you can scan the code and it tells everything that's in that product. So, there no offense, I probably never eat nothing else in that goddamn vending machine. Um, <laughs> but because everything in that vending machine is bad, mm-hmm. everything that I scan say bad. So, I'm not going to sit up here and. And so God gave me a sign right there. Everything is bad. And if I decide to take my dumb ass in there and eat that food, mm-hmm. the repercussions is right in the in the warning list. Mm-hmm. And I think I think a lot of times with our life, our warning list come with the food that we eat. Uh, our appetite, excuse me. Go ahead. And I, so I, I'm in agreement with you. But as we're talking about frequency and vibration as well, mm-hmm. if, if, if anybody's ever seen, there's a... Um, I, the movie that I use is called um, What the Bleep Do We Know? So if you haven't oh. seen that, see What the Bleep Do We Know? Mm-hmm. It's a really powerful movie. You have to be able to uh, get through it because it's it's part documentary and it's part movie. Right. But you have to be able to get through it. So there's a scene. It's Dr. Uh, Emoto, I think it's the <laughs> scene. So what he has is a, a bottle of water. And on the bottom, we did this experiment, by the way. So there's a bottle of water, a couple of different bottles of water that has different writing on it. One is peace, one is hate, one is, so it has all of these series of range, uh-huh. right? And the bottle that says peace is clear. And when they put it under the microscope, the molecule, the water molecules look like snowflakes. The one that has hate, it looks like garbage, sewage. Same, start off the same bottle of water. Right. But I what you put this. in it, mm-hmm. the energy you put on it is what it became. Ooh. And if we are... 
80% water, right? Mm. And we put certain things, it's just, it can be in what we wear. Yes. Right? So it's the same concept as the labels on that bottle of water. If people are constantly in your environment saying hateful things, negative Negative. things, you wear and that's what you become. When you say it, that's what my friend always talks to me about, watching my words. Watch your words. So part of what we put in and take out is that words. And we do those things to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the frequency (laughs) that we're on. And so let me just say that um, starting your day. How you start your day is extremely important. All of us start at 68 megahertz, right? Mm. That's our that's our normal. Just getting up out of bed and your frequency changes from moment to moment based on what you're thinking, mm-hmm. what you're saying, and what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. So it shifts because you can only you can only gauge a frequency and I actually have a reader. You can only gauge the frequency by moment to moment. That is actually the measure of it is moment by moment. Mm. So you want to stay on a particular frequency for longer periods of time. That's why they tell you to meditate. Right. That's why they say affirmations are powerful. Yes. Affirmations are the labels we put on our bottom. Yes. Right. So I'm sick and tired. That's the label you put on Ooh. your body. That's the frequency you're in at that time. Right. Ooh. And you can shift your frequency. Gratitude exceeds your frequency really quickly. Um, forgiveness exceeds your frequency really quickly. All of these things can help you exceed the threshold wherever you are. When you stop to start having that positive thought, when you stop and you're thinking about your friends and or your family members, right? And you having that memory that is like the best memory you have of them, your frequency increases. Yeah. And so what you hear from them is going to be different than where you are when you're at, when you, oh, I miss you. I'm I sad. This, I can't I do it. This. Right. All of that. All of the regrets and all those things, but it's pulling out of you. If you never express it, that means it's still at the pit yes. of your stomach holding you at this frequency here. Mm-hmm. We want to elevate Remember, in the steps of change, your goal is to elevate. Yes. Mm. And then the cycle starts over again, though. Yes. Because this this whole process is all cyclical. Right. So that's why when you're a baby, C- you're in diapers. And when you're an adult, you're in diapers. Right. right. I you mean, you can look at it. Back. You yes, come out right. cyclical. Okay. Cyclical. I was trying to. I'm like cyclical. Oh, like a yes. cycle. Okay. Gotcha. Right. Yes. Like okay. cycle, I'm yeah. kind of slow. I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not a man of big words. I just understand what I understand. Um, You're not a man of big of anything. Yeah, right. Anyway, I don't like What you do? You lucky, Miss Heather. You lucky, Miss Heather, on this show. Listen, um, <laughs> no, but seriously, I was I was in in great odds with a guy named Dennis Reed, right? Oh wow! I mean, great odds. And so, at when I became 50 years old. I said, you know what? I seen him like once or twice, and then I said, I called him, like, and I even called around for his number. So everybody like, oh man, what you want with his number? I said, don't worry about it. Just give me his number. Yeah, I got his number. I called him. Said, hey man, I'm tired of having awkward ass moments when we're in the same space. I said, so what I want to do right now is tell you, whatever negative thing I said about you and how I felt about you, I no longer feel that way. Let's cut the shit, blah, blah, blah. Mm. He took a deep breath. He said, I needed to hear that today. Right? Mm-hmm. Then he texted me again. All you had to do was voice like and, and then he, I, I didn't remember. No, did you, did you peep that? Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> I, did. I wasn't going to say that. Okay, but anyway, I did. And then he texted me back and said, I appreciate that. I appreciated that. Right? So I understood, but most people thought I was trying to do it because he's in the film industry and mm-hmm. thought I was trying, and I was getting into it. And they thought I was trying to make up 
Hell no. Right. I did it, like Heather said, Miss Heather said, I did it to get this heaviness off of me. Right. Because I couldn't go no further with this anchor on my backside in the sense of just keep holding me back and I'm trying to move yes. forward. Yes. And yes. it's blocking them, them frequencies I was carrying is blocking other people from entering who, who may be of his realm. But not in his realm. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I had to understand that forgiving and having understanding of self is so important. Yes. I learned so much. And I tell anybody this. Just be who you are and focus. Like Miss Heather said, the art of forgiveness is incredible. That begins to heal your body. People telling their stories. <clears throat> Telling their stories of their illness or something like that can help other people. For sure. You know what I mean? And then that telling your story begins a whole nother cycle. It's a new chapter. It's a new chapter. Mm-hmm. And then that chapter includes other people. And then they start to write. And when other people start writing their chapters, other people begin to le- listen and read and hear them out. Because sometimes your word might might not be the focal, focus point, but the person who you um, shared it with might be the key. That's why y'all got to watch this movie called They Clone Tyrone. I did last night. No, I did. That movie, bro. Fire. I did. That movie on so many levels. Hey, look, I love it. Like, they, they, I'm going to watch it again. For they real. would not promote that movie because it's going to wake. So if, yeah. if if black people watch this movie, it will. It's in the food. It's in the chicken. Oh, I mean, yeah. They, they was oh. like, it's in the food. The music. Mm-hmm. And then to find out. Hey, hey Q. Yep. Did you notice? I, I just noticed that. Chantel brought this up to me. The white guy basically was the man. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But it shows it, it was a failed attempt at assimilation. Right. But it was but it shows the inability of the man, he really don't have control. Right. 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 And it showed that that black man had all the control, except he thought he was just smarter than everybody. Mm-hmm. And then and then and, and so it comes about to where he paid attention to what the white man was telling other people to control him. Right. So he wound up controlling one of us the exact same way to help out mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. And so in, in, in that movie, Miss Heather, you got to watch it. Did you watch it yet? No, I've never heard of it. Okay, so. Jamie Foxx movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in Netflix. Shout out to Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Okay, I, forgot, I forgot you like Jamie Foxx. Well, you love Jamie Foxx. I love Jamie Foxx. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, you do him like that. Listen, uh, what I'm saying is, in real life, the movie was so dope to where when he woke up the last time, he was in the he was in California, and people didn't recognize he was in California because the black guy said basically, "It's it's one of you everywhere." everywhere so exactly. it, it was saying we are all the same in some sense, mm-hmm. but we had because he was talking wrong. We had to break a cycle. What you were? What word you use for cyclist? I mean, oh, cyclical. Yeah, we had to we had to break the cyclical uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the cyclical uh, theory um, because where where did somebody like I told somebody one time I said you're not gonna find a me here. I don't care. Right now, it's impossible to find a Miles Dixon here. Now he might be somewhere else, but he's not here. It's only one of me here. Mm. And I get it, cause he, the, the scientist or the black guy, was saying he said, "No, I did that for me, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I could live on to honor my brother, right? Right? But he was doing it in a very vindictive way, yeah. right? But 
I, I really get the concept, Miss Heather, what you were saying. And even the grief of that, he was grieving more that he did not really know mm-hmm. what he thought he knew. He thought his mother was in the room. He thought his mother in the room. He thought his mother was in the room, Miss Heather, talking to him. And really, it was just a speaker in there. They were just counterattacking whatever he said. Like, how if you say Siri, how do I feel today? Well, I feel fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not going nowhere today. And that's how the thing was basically answered. Mind you, hungry? No, I'm just going to call the girls at the church. But it had nothing to do on what he really asked her. Mm-hmm. And that's how we live our life. Wow. So you got to watch yeah, the program. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Jamie Foxx. Shout out to Netflix. Jamie Foxx ain't do hey, shit. So look, I got a, I got a random, I got a Dude, random question, though. Hold on. Well, you know, ladies, hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring none other to you than Q Lewis in the Q's Corner. Isa, Isa, Isa. No, but I was curious, though, right? And this might have just been me overdoing it. But did you notice how in the uh, in the church scene that they made David Allen Greer kind of look like Frederick Douglass? Yeah. Listen. Yeah. It's you. Like, I just mean, that was did that, David did that fuck with you though? Like, I was like, what? No, because. I didn't even know but, David Allen Greer. But, 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 but do you know what David Allen Greer, I mean, what Frederick Douglass represents the black people? Mm-hmm. The Savior. Huh? Christianity. No. The that's, that's, Shit. The Savior. That's what he, that's, that was his tool. No, but what was he? What was he? A revolutionist. He was a Republican. What? A, yes, he was a Republican. He was a forefront of a, of a Republican of the Republican Party. I see what they did there. Okay, yeah. see, I was I was lost on that. Now it made yeah. even more sense. Yeah, okay. so people people got to man. When I tell you, I be looking at you. I be like, yeah, I get that. I said that. Mm-hmm. Hold on, Q. Remember, yeah. la- remember last year I said something about slavery. The, I think slavery was was needed. Remember, I said that. <laughs> They talking about that shit right now. That's the hot topic right now. Hold on, I'm about to say, and they talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. So they, what they trying to do is rewrite the history books to to show the necessity of of slavery. Yeah. They so, say it was necessary. So, to, yeah. so to, but the only reason I said it was necessary because if we not, we'll be worse in the third world country. Mm. Because most majority of everything that was built and made was off of black people. Mm. Mm. Just think if there was no if, if slavery was not. Here, mm-hmm. Amer- America would not be. That's, that's gross. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, of cotton. Right. No, not just no. See, it's not the cotton. It's everything. everything. I, the I, pro- I the, the process going. of mail, the the concrete, you name it. We did it, and that's why I tell people we don't even take pride in certain shit. When you stop at a stoplight, you supposed to say we did that shit. When we walk in the cool room, we did that shit. Elevator. Elevator. We did that shit. Oh, oh, oh. oh when it stopped. Oh, right. Or a lot, or a lot, or a lot of people be, or a lot of people be in good shape. Uh, one or the other, but no, we just, we just. We, when I survived the accident, I did that. Shit. Right, but that's what I'm saying. We 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 just gotta understand. There's a lot of stuff that we done, and so it's a bad thing to say that slavery was necessary. But if slavery did not exist, truthfully, what would we be? Boss of slavery. Huh? But because it did exist, yeah, it, a lot of things was built off our backs, but <laughs> at the expense of us, and now we're in a disarray as a whole, as a people. But the topic is how we cope with grief, right? Mm-hmm. 
So, Miss Heather, that's what I want to bring to you. Hey, Q, I know you got to catch a jet. I know you got to get out here, man. Listen. Not a jet. Yeah, you got to catch a jet. You got to catch a plane, man. Appreciate you coming on hey, today, brother. Hey, so, so before, I, before I pop out, I do just want to uh, tell one story, though, uh, real quick. I know Miss Heather had mentioned this about uh, bringing up those those good memories to kind of up your vibration. I think that this is something I never really thought about, but it, I think it's the way that I grieved the past of my mother. When she passed, when I was living in Colorado, I came home to uh, to barrier, basically. Um, I went back to Colorado, you know, by myself, no family out there or whatever. But I ended up writing this book uh, called uh, uh, Late Into the Evening, right? Uh, it's just a, mm. a letter that I had written to my mom about like all of the, the fun, amazing times that we had, right? And I think by doing that, I actually did raise my my frequency. I think that's the uh, yes. word we're using today. Yes. I frequency. raised it and I was able to get through that through that grief without even knowing like I was doing that. Yeah. Like, I yeah. literally wrote a whole letter just celebrating all the great terms and it allowed me to move through that grieving process without even knowing it though. Man, that's dope. Oh, that's dope, yeah. man. Anyway, I just wanted to tell that story. And, and Q, Thank uh, you and Q, next, yes. next time, get a like because you black as hell on the screen, brother. No, right, I, I know. I'm looking at it. <laughs> you, you over here looking like a milk dog with headphones on. Hey, y'all, we about to get uh, Thank you, Q, for checking, checking us out. We about to go to video. Uh, we about to go to video sure. right now. Thank you, Q. Uh, we'll be right back. Y'all right, checking out the Rise the Ground show on podcast. We'll be right back. Some of us uh, are still stuck in the past of possibilities that could have been. I'm a- Friend, it is okay to grieve the life that you thought you were supposed to have. It is okay to grieve the people that you thought were supposed to still be here. It is okay to grieve the rooms that you thought you were supposed to be in. In order for you to move forward in your life and get everything that God has called you to have, you have to let go of the things that you thought should have been. It's okay. Those places, those spaces, those people were not meant for you. You have to let them go in here and in here in order for you to receive what God has called for you. And when it happens, you won't even think twice about what could have been because better is already here. That's my three points. All right, Miss Heather, what you got to say about that one? How? You know, I... I think that's a really good tool. Okay. I think it's a really good tool to be able to release those things again that no longer serve you. So sometimes thoughts, ideas, people no longer serve you. Right. But to be able to release them with some sense of joy and expectation about what is for you. Right. So just to shift, shift that energy. I do want to share this uh, one thing I was talking to. So we have, I have workshops coming up this week. Okay, let's go. So Friday, there's a workshop called Peacefully Thriving. It's a, it's a co-workshop with uh, Lakita Simone. Uh, I want to call it Lakita Simone. Lakita Ferguson mm-hmm. is a trauma and a surviving divorce coach. Yes. Amongst other things, she's an amazing person. Um, but we have this workshop coming up this Friday uh, called Peacefully Thriving. Okay. And that really is helping to unmask grief and the mask, uh, the mask that grief, you know, we show to the world and what we show. We know we're going through, but only what our family and friends go. Through. Okay. So it's, it's really about getting to the root of oh blessings. Thank you. So it's really, uh, it's going to be an amazing time. It's actually a three series Mm -hmm. workshop. It's the last Friday of every month for the next three months. 
And so uh, it's going to be a powerful workshop. So that's Friday. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But on Sunday, we have another type of workshop. And um, this is specifically for women. So I need for you guys to hear me and hear it because it was it was really difficult for me to just put this out there that way. But this particular workshop is for women who have endured abortion, uh, miscarriage and stillbirths. Okay. It's specifically for this woman. And it doesn't matter the time, but it's some tools you need right now. For women in abortion, just document it for the state of Michigan. There are over 30,000 abortions every year. So that's compounded by X amount of years for women, right? Wow. So I, I, I see, if, even if we just go back 10 years, mm, look at how many women are impacted, right? On top of that number, women who've had miscarriages, right? And that is from one month to up to term, right? Right. It's important that these women in particular, because we're carrying this level of grief that shows up in our, our actions. Yes. So let me tell you, let me show you what it, where it shows up. It often shows up with women who feel very, who are combative about having their children go with their fathers. Mm-hmm. Some of those very women are that way because of that grief. Yes. Because it's been unaddressed. And now they have this this kind of love-hate relationship yes. because that grief is so heavy Stick from the them. things that have happened. Yep. I call it in our life cream sandwich. Life so cream? The life cream. So, you know, an ice cream sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. It's a cookie at the bottom. That's our life circumstance, mm-hmm. right? Then all the creamy, gooey, ooey experiences that you have in between that. And on the top of that, for women, are our stronghold. Right. So the things that hold us in place right now that we need to release. Got you. Okay, so um, that particular workshop on Sunday is uh, private. You have to call me to get be a part of that workshop. So let me just say this right now. My number is 313-759-7855. You will not see that posted. You have to actually find that out by word of mouth because you have some work to do. Praise God. And if you're not doing this work, it's going to continue to get more and more difficult because as a result of our actions, we're losing our children. Yes. So all of these deaths with children and all that, all of that is, this is all connected. It's all connected. And if we don't start addressing that, if that reset, that COVID reset did not set you on this journey, you are a part of that process that is still in one, you're in denial. But the other part of it is what is for you, as the videos have shared and as our our host Cece has shared. If you are not a part of the process of healing and releasing all of this, this hurt. But that's where a lot of it is coming from. And women don't recognize that the withholding of your child and using your child as a pawn and all of those things. That's where that is coming from. Mm -hmm. This is this is a mother who has already experienced it and how she's coping is to use these types of decisions and behaviors and it's been covered up That's cool. yeah. it's been covered up so uh, it, it's a really it's a profound opportunity to be able to release and become in a new way that you we've haven't had the opportunity to before mm. so this is a it's a deeper work so if you're ready for that deeper work please call me so you can be there on sunday and again, you can refer. Is this for women it's only? Not, it's for women only. Okay. Yeah, because we got to do our stuff first, so you guys can be straight. And, uh, 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 hello, well, Miss. I'm about to run around this room. I've been listen. I've been saying this. I've been saying this for years. I said, 
about 15, maybe 16 years ago. I said, they need to open up a school for women. Because men follow what women do in a sense. Not not follow them. Right. But we go off of the standards that are set. Because we, if we know we can be at peace, we will be peaceful. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. And, and a lot of people don't get it. A lot of, um, I told my, my own girl, she was mad at me. I said, um, you look at men and get mad when they look at you back. Meaning... You judge a man on his looks, physically. Oh, he he ugly. He ugly, but he got a good job. He he got everything. This out of the twenty things that most women want, this man had nineteen except for good looks. And all she, I said, I said the bad part is all you have is good looks. Mm. And she was like, "What?" I said, "If you compare yourself to the man that you saying is ugly, there's no comparisons." But nobody prepped you and taught you that his looks should not matter when it comes down to caring for you, having purpose for you, loving on you, and everything else that comes to deal with building something together. And she was like, I ain't looking at it like that, but still he ugly as hell. Well, that man right now is worth one point twenty one well say one point twenty, a hundred and twenty nine million dollars because she just let him walk by. <laughs> but he found the right woman because she the one who helped him get that hundred twenty nine million, and they are purposefully in the solar business, and they've been selling solar panels for the past three years. And okay. when I read the article in Forbes magazine, all I did was smile and I took a picture and I sent it to her. Wow! <laughs> so I'm just saying. Sometimes I think if women, once women get themselves together, I promise the men gonna fall in line. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm talking about men. I ain't talking about males. But but also those who are growing into men. Yes. That's what so that's, that's the, the piece that we miss yeah. as women often is that our sons are supposed to be somebody's men, husbands, and fathers. Yes. Mm-hmm. We yeah. miss that because we're raising boys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And men can only raise men. Women cannot raise men. Thank God. We can defend them, which is what we typically do. We defend them, yes. but we don't raise them. So um, just a, a brief thing. But I wanted to make sure there was a quote that I heard. So um, Lakita, my, my co-host for the workshop on Friday, she pulled this quote from um, a book that she had read. It says that grief is love where nowhere to go. Grief is love Ooh. with nowhere to go. That sounds like a movie. I swear to God, it sounds like a movie. And so the, the authors of the book are Felicia and Carrega Bailey. So okay. I wanted to make sure I gave it to the source. But That's what's up. That, that quote That's powerful. struck me. Mm-hmm. It struck me so hard when she said that yesterday. Let me say it again. Grief is love with nowhere to go. So, so I'm, I'm, it's kind of dope on what you said because it also that's why you got to watch they clone Tyrone in okay. certain in certain certain rooms. It was people. It was in certain rooms that had these most emotional things going on with them that they were doing the trial on, and they couldn't go nowhere. Mm. And it reminded me of certain things that he said. He said, "You know what? I can do this. I can change all this with the snap of my finger." Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. We can too mm. if we just hone in. 
into who we are. Oh no, it's so much deeper. Oh no, oh my gosh. It's so so, so much when deeper. I say a snap of a finger, I, know, I hear you. You gotta realize. So I don't know. If, it was a one. It was a Marvel movie or something when he said God snap is eternity, right? Mm. So it was like God snap is can be heard all around the world. So. I just believe that when I say snap of a finger, I don't mean like, oh, I'm done. I'm, you know, nothing, yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. but a snap of a finger, like when you think of, you think of, you, it's it's intentional, because you nobody just snap their fingers by mistake. Mm-hmm. It's intentional. So when you think about certain things, you just have to be very intentional and have patience and then trust the process. Not that what God gave you the information for, but trust the process is you're going to see it through. The process ain't always necessarily God's will. The process is you working in the will. Mm. So I've learned that, too. So it's a lot of things that I've um, learned in my life. I try to pass on to other people, but other people be like, ah, da, da. I'm like, you just judge me because I'm here and you heard me talk or you heard the way I do certain certain things, but you're not looking into the words I speak. And a lot of times when you hear the words I speak, you just passing it off like, that's just Miles talking shit. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I be talking some real shit. Right. And I be right. talking some real shit because I had to come as I am so you can accept me for who I am and not for what you think you're going to get from me. So I just I just learned that. Um, when it comes to our our appetites and our attitudes, all that got to be put in consideration while we doing things. So I'm sorry. Pass them up. Oh, you don't want me to reach? No, 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 no. Wow. Okay. So um, uh, we're about to go to another video, y'all. Y'all checking out the Rise of Ground Morning Show right here on Podcasting. We'll be right back. We with Miss Heather, Cece, and myself. Peace. Q Q is on the jet right now. He just texted me and told me the jet <laughs> that he's boarding the jet. So we'll be right back, y'all. So I'm gonna tell you something about black men that you probably don't know, but in finding this out, you'll be able to understand black men a lot more and honestly understand the black men that's in your life a lot more as well. So black men do agree by working harder or working towards their goal. Like a normal person might like stop what they're doing and take a time to like cry and get all their emotions out. As a black man, sometimes what we're going to do is put in more work. We're going to grind. And I think that's very apparent in the conversation or the discourse surrounding DC Young Fly. So for those who don't know, DC Young Fly recently lost his wife and he's been out. I mean, he's been doing very good things. Like he's been getting number one TV shows or doing interviews and podcasts. And a lot of people react to this and like, why is his reaction not sitting right with me? And I think because they don't understand that black men deal with grief a lot differently. Another example of this is like DJ Metro Boomin. Like his mom passed last year. And ever since his mom passed, I mean, bro been putting out heat after heat after heat. Like all the albums and projects that he worked on has been nothing but fire. And some idiot might be like, oh, this the Illuminati, he sold his soul. But they clearly don't understand the way black men grieve. We work harder, that's just what we do. In another space where this is seen is on Kendrick Lamar's song, Father Time, where he talks about where his dad, like mother had died. He said his dad instantly went back to work. He asked his dad, like, you know, why are you going back to work? He said the bills don't pay themselves. So the reaction to grief for a lot of black men is working harder, working in general. On the album, Kendrick Lamar literally said, I grieve different because we actually grieve different. That's true. Now, I have mixed feelings about this because I think everything is like a case-by-case basis. So I'm not necessarily here to tell somebody whether they should, how they should grieve because in all cases, it's not maladaptive to go to work and like almost process in that way like some people it might work for. But when it comes specifically to black men, I start to question it for real, for real. Primarily because we're not trained to understand our emotions. So going back to work for us might be more of a distraction than the method of healing. But once again, that's a case-by-case basis. 
So whenever I'm working with my therapy clients who are black men and they're going through something and I realize they're picking up like they're working hard or they're grinding a lot harder, I have to stop them sometimes. I'm like, hey, dude, what's going on? Like, you good? Let's chop it up by how you're really feeling because you're working hard and you're seeing some positive things in your life, but your emotions aren't reflecting that. So if you see a black man who is going through something, who is going through this grieving process and they're continuing to keep up the pace, continue to work at the same rate they was going through before the event that caused them to grieve happened or they work harder. Like, give them, give them a talk and, like, actually sit them down and, like, create space for them to show up and feel what they feel. And it won't be easy. I'm telling you now, like, they might push back and resist. But still give it the effort, though. So it's important to note that their grief is not yours. So if you don't have the space to take on nobody else's grief, trauma, emotions, and any of that stuff, don't do it. But I believe in collectivism, so I believe that together we heal a lot faster than trying to do it by ourselves. Because sometimes black men need for you to see them and not see who they're presenting themselves to be. Let me have it. Go ahead. Let me go. First of all, am I a black man? Because <laughs> I do all of that too. But that's all another. You're a one man. You know, I, I feel like I, I feel like I was a man in my past life. I know you said that plenty of times. Plenty of times. I also thought I was JFK reincarnated, but I need to hear there. Hold on, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you thought you was JFK reincarnated? Cause was, yeah, because he, he he got assassinated on, on my birthday. Thank you for that one. Um, she deserved that. And I uh, have a presidential you, spirit. We have a similar smile if you put us side by side. So, <laughs> okay, see, I'm not. We, we're off the air. We'll deal with this shit. No, I want to say. That's interesting. Uh, you don't look like no white man. It's and, you know he was flat chested. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I went from because that's how I was. At, well, it went from working as a distraction, though. Mm -hmm. But now I notice when like something happened recently. Um, yesterday, but recently I've been doing this. Mm -hmm. I know certain things is probably will make me sad. Yes, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll cry about it tomorrow. All right, here we go. <laughs> but then I changed. I found myself changing it, and I'm just like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm right. just gonna. I found myself. Yes, throwing myself into work, but not because I want to be distracted from crying, but because I want to just continue to be more, just do more positive and work on like the things that I want to work on, like you work know, on you. stuff. I, it, the the motive was different. Yes. It's different. Before it was like I'm, I need to be busy, so I want to think about it. And I was just like, well, you know, that's sad. I've already cried about that before. I've already been sad about that before. I'm going to continue to do all of the other stuff for me though because mm -hmm. you know i see this in certain to miss heather and cc session because you need one you need to give miss heather information because she's the greatest um but, you, see my, you see me over here breaking down <laughs> yeah. every five minutes she like this struggling the, the, i am struggling she had two crocodile tears on one on each side of her face like this i just want to go but that's okay. You're doing good, um, CC. Thank you for Thank you. joining us. CC is going to be a permanent seat with us every Tuesdays and Thursdays. So yeah. I forced them, but it, yeah, yeah, it needs to be done. I forced myself in. This she forced situation. me. She forced me and no cash app. So listen, um, <laughs> hey Miss Heather. So mm -hmm. what what do you say to something like what, what, what CC said? I'll call you Miss Cece. What Cece said. That's fine. I'm a miss. <laughs> Unless I'm a black man. About, about thrusting yourself into the work as a part of a distraction. So I, I wanna, I'm gonna 
Okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to answer the question, but I want to put it, frame it in a different way, if cool. you don't mind. You like your, okay. We like your frames. Okay. <laughs> she don't like mine. So, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring something to everybody's awareness. So, I did mention that everybody, that we're all connected, right? Yes. But there are people who's part of their gift, and I'm going to call them empath. I said the term uh, mm-hmm. alchemist before. Mm-hmm. Your grief is sometimes not just yours. So if they had children, if they were a part of your, you know, they were extended part of your family, you can also be carrying other people's grief, which is why it feels so hard. Or you might work so hard, too, and other people benefit from your fruit of your work. So that's Hmm. that's part Hmm. of a a healing process as well. It is. So because of the work that you're doing, uh, whether it's being paid work or volunteer work, when you continue to give and give and give like that, Mm -hmm. you're also benefiting others. So that's another way that you're expressing or coping with the 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 grief, right? But I wanna I wanna kind of give a word to those people who are empathic. Who and may not know that they're empaths. So some, a lot of people now are awakening to understanding when they are empathic and have that gift like Miles. Um, but I want you to know that also in that process, as you're carrying other people's, you carry other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not always your grief that you're carrying. Mm-hmm. And so as you start to work through it and really start to see where it's coming from and where that weight is coming from, and those people that come and cry on your shoulder as well, you also take on theirs on top of yours. So it seems like it's so much heavier. And this is for um, Miss Carmen, too, that it can be so much heavier. Um, it, it feels like it's compounded and it feels so heavy that you can't carry it. When you when that happens, that's not just your grief. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, when it feels like you're carrying mm-hmm. or uh, my, my grief was always somebody. I felt like somebody was standing on my chest. Yeah. You know what? I thought you can't, you can't kind of catch your breath. I'm glad you said right. that because ongoing nonstop. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because the vision I just got was the vision on Passion of Christ when they showed Jesus carrying the cross. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. That 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 makes sense because he wasn't he wasn't just dealing with what he had to go through. Right. The purpose was to show he got to deal with everybody going through and give of himself in order so we can have a better life or b- better viewpoint in life. And I and I when you said that I was like, "Wow, because the cross was so much bigger than him." Mm-hmm. Right? And just think, like I tell people, if y'all just do the math, right? In order for anything to hold up in the ground, it got to go six feet deep, right? Mm-hmm. He had to be about at least six feet tall, right? Wow. And he's carrying this thing, right? And he and he, he he got placed upon the cross, and it was six feet, at least six feet overhead that they had to look up at him. Mm-hmm. So that's six feet, 12 feet, 18 feet. I be huge cross. Well, huge exa- cross. Exactly. So yeah. the bearing of that, which she just said, makes total sense because uh, every time you grieve you might not be grieving for yourself but you're grieving for others and that and that's what i just seen i do want to read some of the um comments that came through calvin man <clears throat> i wonder we here said death has a way of setting you on the path of, of productivity and it does um like you said your productivity and productivity is not always productivity for you it's productivity for others. And that's, so we've been talking about slavery, right? So our grieving of our ancestors come from the productivity. When, when, when we was being, we was being productive in our slavery days, right? Because mm-hmm. we was grieving what was going on with our lives and our other ancestors. So we just, that's just something to think about. Like, all oh, this. had no choice but to work. Right. But no, we, <laughs> we had a choice. We could have died. But, that, oh, yeah, but that's what he was saying that death 
that's why I'm putting it in perspective how I'm thinking is that death gave us that productivity. Mm-hmm. Like well, a lot of us people might have died when we was carrying mail from one house to another, but that house is actually five miles away. Mm-hmm. So somebody created the system of postal. Like you don't have to go that far, Johnson. Oh, you go down there, you go down there, you get them two boxes right there, come here, and Johnson and them, Jackson and them come and pick them up, right? But it made sense because mm-hmm. the, the, the thinking process had to be different. Mm-hmm. We understood what was killing us, too. So that was kind of dope. Calvin also, Calvin, watch it for a minute. Um, it's Calvin, giving civil rights yeah, over here. It you definitely. got a civil rights spirit um, on you. Carmen, <laughs> Shizba says other people's grief. I will stand still and send a prayer for the um, rightful person who owns that grief. Mm-hmm. I could be walking or driving in a field of heaviness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would just overcome you. Trust me. You'd be walking and just break down. It been so many times I'd be like, I just feel like this crying right now. And I don't know what for. Because mm-hmm. like you said, it could be somebody else's grief. Mm-hmm. That somebody could not control it. You know what I mean? And God said, you can handle this. Take it. Right. Or... Or the frequency, you can handle it because you're here. Okay. They ain't there. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot. I'm learning a whole lot today. Thank you, Ms. Heather. Cause, uh, now you threw me off when you said we was in the, the uh, what you said, the state of Aquarius. Oh, because I don't, I'm, I'm the McCool, I don't like Aquarius. She don't like Aquarius. Men. Okay, so <laughs> that kind of triggered me a little bit. I was like, we in the state of who? Right. What happened? Oh, yeah. Talk mm. to me after. Talk to me after. Yeah, we don't talk. So, okay. so Ms. Heather, I do got a, I do got a question I for you and Cece and anybody in the, in the room, even Cal, peep, the, the peeping time Cal. I mean, peeping Cal. Um, <laughs> he ain't paying no attention to me. Um, so, <laughs> with Ms. Heather, I want to ask you. I got a two-part question for you, Ms. Heather. I'm going to start mm-hmm. with you. When, how do you deal with clients who don't believe in frequencies, energy, or signs. Mm. How do you balance that off? Do you know what type of clients you have when you when you when you sit before them or they sit before you? And um, how do you verbally talk to them without bringing that up? Because there's plenty of times I tell people all the time I have what I, I call a um, a force field against negative energy. Mm. I never, I'm going to say I never. I'm, I'm more aware I have never brought, if people be got negative energy, it never affects me to me. You know what I mean? It don't bother me. I just deflect that shit off my back. Hmm. So, because I was raised that way. Hmm. My mother said, never let nobody live in your head for free. Hmm. And if they do, make them pay. You know, if they get in wow. your head, make them pay. So I take that. I'm gonna take that to the grave or to the day of my death. I, when people try to piss me off, I say what I say and that be it. And then if they try to live in my head, I just make them pay. If they force themselves in, I make them pay. So Ms. Heather, those that's my two part question. Okay. So um, the first, the first part to answer the first part of your question, um, as I mentioned, that all of us have these unique gifts, right? Yes. And so. For people, for somebody to come into my space, into my office, or to be a part of this this uh, this journey together with me, mm-hmm. they've been destined to do that. Gotcha. And so that's the first thing I recognize that you couldn't be here if you weren't supposed to be here. Ooh, praise God! So that's the first thing. The second thing is that I can hear what you're saying, and I can hear what you're not saying. Mm. And so the the second part of my gift is to be able to 
connect, meet people where they are, first gotcha. of all. Gotcha. But the more people are able to share and the more you're able to express, you can hear the things that are not said as well as the things that are said. Gotcha. And so to help them to navigate, my job is not to do the work for you. My job is to help you navigate. That's what I say when I used to, when I used to try to therapy. I'm like, I don't need help. With, I know what the issue is. I know I'm fully aware. Mm-hmm. I just need help navigating through. That's that's actually that's so that's what I do but as I a personal change coach. That's what I do in our workshops. We help navigate um, whatever the issue is, and so or the block is, mm-hmm. or the um, lack of awareness maybe. And the fact is that um, people are new, either newly operating in their gifts or remembering that they have these gifts, we're all in process. We're all in process. And so being able to identify the process, I'm able to pull some of the details out of that process. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the ways that um, I'm able to work with different people. And and, and I'm just gonna say really spirit-filled people is not, they get it. They they get it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying get it from a head point of view, but a spirit-to-spirit point of view. Mm -hmm. And so when you're, Operating, and then I set the tone of the space that we share. So that when you come into my space, there's already a frequency that you're walking into. If you if you're not on that frequency, you can't. You're gonna reschedule. You're gonna not come. You're gonna not show up. No. I already know how that works. Mm. Right. So I have I have and I have some some years in this in this space too. So it's experience too. Gotcha. It's it's my training. It's it's my knowledge, and it's also part of me that shows up. That's dope. That's dope as hell. Miss Heather, you dope. <laughs> Thank you, Miles. And, and, your, and your husband is too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so um, that's dope. Um, CC, how do you feel about today? Did you feel like you was here for a reason? Yep, for sure. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you two, y'all tried it today. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this because I, I believe in that. I, right. I, and and I recognize, and I'm just like, oh. like I'm looking at Matilda. I'm like, you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> but like without saying anything, I'm just like. Right, y'all need to. She knows. She knows. Miles, what did you tell her? I know she knows right. something. Right. Because uh, I'm one of those people who recognize my I have a gift too. It's just, and I think it's always been there, but the recent years it gets stronger and stronger. And at first I used to be like, I don't want this, and then my friends just like, stop, don't, don't say that, don't mm-hmm. deny that. Mm-hmm. And I'm recognizing, you know, it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, but sometimes, yeah. like, majority of times. You know, we still like we still our children to God, mm-hmm. and and I know you're not a parent, but as a parent, I have a dog. Don't disrespect me. I'm a dog mom, but continue. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> okay, try to write that. Try to write that off on your taxes. Um, uh, <laughs> like, I got a dog. They were like, okay. baby, it's not child tax. Um, that's what, what I'm saying is this. It's just like a parent. A lot of things, children just don't know what they want. A lot of times, that's why they trust their parents to say, thank you, Mom. You know, thank you, Dad. Because they might want candy. I remember one time, I never forgot, I gave my daughter, I let her eat all the candy she want. When I tell you she had the worst time of her life as four or five, she was sitting there sick, her stomach hurt. Okay. She said, that, that, my tummy hurt. I said, that's because you ate all that candy, baby. I told you not to eat. I'm sitting over here watching her. She's sneaking it, right? Mm-hmm. She... I say, baby, you ate that candy. Now, now, when she gets some candy, she be like, 
I don't see no instruction. They don't say how much sugar in it. <laughs> you know, because, because she learned her lesson. Mm-hmm. Right? E- even with me, she when, she when she pick up stuff, she be like, Dad, this only got 20 milligrams. I mean, t- 20 grams of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Is that a lot? I'm like, baby, yes, that's a lot. Okay, sure. I, don't, I don't want that. You know what I mean? But my people did that to me too. Yeah, I wanted to, I want to stay up to watch Seventeen again. You remember seeing Tamara movie? I want to stay up. I want to stay up. Yeah, yeah. All right. uh, and then I was falling asleep, and he would not let me fall asleep. I'm like, this is not the Cosby Show. Okay? I, I, I do. I do my. I did my daughter the same way. Oh, wake up! Oh, no, no, he, get oh I was struggling. Like, like please let like, me go to bed. Yeah, I could I, hang. I thought so. I could. That's what I, <laughs> but anyway, but coping with things, we just have to trust our parents. And if we, and if God is your parent. Sometimes you just got to trust the process and knowing what we're going through. But be aware, don't go through the same thing twice. Mm. That's, sure. that's what I believe, Miss Heather. I, believe. I, I just want to, just to, um, before, I know we're wrapping up, so I want to make sure I get people. No, we ain't wrapping up. We got to oh. 11. Go, go ahead. We do oh, what we want okay. to. Oh, we're in here for a second. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. We, we, do, we do what we want to. Go ahead. Okay. So you I want to talk got about the, the workshop you, again because I want to give go people an uh, opportunity to know how to sign up for the workshop coming up on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, you will go to uh, Lakita Simone.com. You gotta spell that, that out for people because they slow. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's uh, L A Q U I T A S I S I. I lost Simone right there. S I M O N E.com. Okay. That's Lakita Simone.com. Mm-hmm. That's where you find your registration. That's where you find more information about the workshop. Maybe uh, you do. So, again, it's three uh, series the last Friday of each month. So, and it's from uh, 6.30 to 8.30. Okay. Um, so, we try to catch people who um, are, you know, available in the evenings just to kick off. So, if you don't make July, try to make August, try to make September. All three of them together are going to be a powerful statement. Where is it going to be at? Uh, it's actually uh, being hosted by the Avalon Healing Center. Yes! Um, uh, Bagley downtown. Okay. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, we're in there. We're in there like swimwear. Hey, y'all, we're about to go to our next video. We'll be right back. You're watching the Rise the Grind Morning Show right here on Podcasting with me, Miss Heather, and our new host, Cece. state of emergency when it comes to this country this world i mean really it's 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 pandemic you know we're, we're losing people not just from covid not just from various viruses just from hatred pure evil just a number of reasons sudden unsudden death and loss and we need to learn how to grieve because grieving is a part of our lives you know we 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 live to die so we're going to lose people and we have to learn how to grieve because we got to understand that we're always conditioning ourselves. So how we grieve now could be preparing us for how we're going to grieve for the next loss. So the two tips I want to leave you with, oftentimes people feel numb or shocked and they don't have any feelings. They don't know how to feel. They're in a state of confusion when they first suffer a loss. But for many people, they suppress their feelings. They don't want to allow themselves to feel. They feel like they have to be strong for themselves, for their loved ones. And so they really suppress their emotions, stop themselves from crying. And this actually can be harmful. I want you to allow yourself to feel. Allow yourself to feel. If you need to go and cry it out, holler in a pillow. If you need to hit the heavy bag, something healthy, 
I don't want you to go hurt anybody or break anything that's important or, or valuable. But we need to learn how to express our emotion and allow ourselves to feel. Sometimes it's just talking about it and getting it out. Because if you suppress it, it can come out in a harmful way later. We need to allow ourselves to feel. That's the first tip. Tip number two is stay away from the what if. The path of what if is a path that leads you down a long abyss of more depression, more anxiety, asking the question over and over, what if this and what if that, when you can't get answers to any of those questions. And the reality is you could have done all of those things and still get the same outcome. Stay away from the path of the what if and allow yourself to feel. Are you an indie podcast or content creator looking to reach a wider audience? Look no further. Introducing Podcastic, the ultimate podcast network designed exclusively for indie creators like you. At Podcastic, we believe in the power of unique voices and fresh perspectives. We're here to amplify your passion and creativity, connecting you with a growing community of engaged listeners who crave original content. Podcastic is more than just a platform. It's a support system built for indie podcasters, offering a range of resources to help you succeed. From tailored promotional campaigns to professional production assistance, we're here to help you shine. Our intuitive platform makes it easy for you to be seen and heard. We do all the heavy lifting for you. You just show up and create. Plus, with our advanced analytics, you'll gain valuable insights into your audience's preferences, allowing you to refine your content and grow your fan base. Ignite your passion, expand your reach, and thrive with podcasting. Visit our website at www.podcasticlife.com to get started. Podcasting, the home for indie podcasts and content creators. Yo, we back. Welcome to the uh, Rise of Ground. I'm gonna say welcome to the podcast and grind show. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome, welcome, to, welcome to the Rise of Ground Morning <laughs> Show. We are back. Um, let's talk about what's going on in August. In August, we got the Potskers. And let me tell y'all, people, um, y'all been breaking the internet, um, and I, I really don't like that. Um, every time y'all don't give me a chance, um, streamcast again, uh, DN. Nolan presents the Poskers right here, August 25th in Detroit, Michigan at the Luxurious Focus Hope. Conference room, 6 to 9 is the award show. Uh, 9 to 12 is the afterglow. Get your tickets and vote. Hey, listen, y'all breaking the internet. Y'all keep breaking the damn internet. All this voting going on. I'm seriously, I hope y'all buying as many tickets as y'all voting. I hope your people buying us the tickets. If not, we sold out. Boy, y'all lucky looks talk up in there. We need no ceremony. We won. Oh, look at the cockiness coming up. He's so <laughs> negative. That's a, that's a uh, Aquarius thing going. Anyway, no, no, it's not. Don't put that in mind. Okay. Um, it's hosted by um, Dr. Sabrina Jackson and Charlie Langton. Uh, the Afterglow's DJ, DJ Wax Sacks and Dre. And our com- Dre. We got the com- <laughs> hopefully we got the, com- we got the comedian styles of uh, D. Jones. And we'll see, hey. a, we'll see if CeCe get up there. Period. Uh, I love me some D. Jones. Pull us together. Oh, uh, no. We work well together. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> so, this other day, terrible together, trust me. Um, it, it, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna tell you, I'll tell you off there what I think they look like together. But the, the, <laughs> Like Darkwing Duck um, and, and and Morticia. Take Listen. that head out your heart. Be oh. positive next. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, hey, y'all. We're here with Miss Heather. Miss Heather, we're talking about coping with grief. Grief is not the easiest thing to cope with. We all know that. Mm-hmm. What are, what are, I know you gave us some tips, but I'm going to be more specific. Okay. With women who have been hurt 
Ooh, boy, don't look at me. <laughs> Twice. Um, and, and they're grieving over relationship, not death. Mm-hmm. What should be some of the first... <laughs> Which should be some of their first steps that they start with? Well, um, I would say to really evaluate your relationship. What was said during the relationship that could offer you some um, lessons, life lessons on how to do things differently? Because sometimes uh, the other part of it is that in a lot of our relationships, we are kind of moving through a honeymoon stage, Mm. right? So the part that you need to know it's not what you're focusing on. You're focusing on all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're focusing on, oh, we have good chemistry. You know, we you're kind of focusing on those things mm-hmm. that kind of um, doesn't always give room for you to go deeper into who the person really is. Facts. So that's showing who you really are and who they are. So a big place is to recognize that you may have had expectations that were unshared or unrecognized and vice versa in the relationship. So kind of pulling some of those things out first um, in in your reflection and not in the sense of uh, I did something bad or I did something wrong. So kind of removing judgment in relationships and in those separations is going to be really important too. So removing the judgment, but looking at some of the things that took place in the relationship and putting them in perspective. And so um, as you put those things in perspective, uh, I would suggest to really write it down. Uh, I always suggest that people journal because it gives you a timeline. It gives you something to go back to, to reflect on. And it also gives you uh, something to see and when you start to see yourself in a pattern of behavior. Gotcha. And not that it's it, that these patterns are, are bad things. It is just something to make note of. If you want something to change, then you have to have a starting point for that change. You have to have a ground zero. I just. <laughs> because part, part of what part of, the, part of that pain is sometimes grief and regret grief or even regret. guilt so yeah. I, yeah I could have I could have you know I didn't have to have to have gifts all the time and I know that you know the financial burden was heavy but huh, I'm worth it okay, not yeah. that you're not worth it but you can write down that this is a this is a belief system an expectation that you have that may not have been communicated properly. I have right. a, I have a saying. Mm-hmm. And I say, mm-hmm. the devil work hard, but my ex work harder. <laughs> Nobody works harder than him. So it's like mm-hmm. I, I, I went through, going through. Still, it's the longest. We've been broken up forever. But it's like, what do you do when you've t- you've taken the steps, you know, to remove yourself from, you know, the situation energy? You actually. You know, I'm fully aware of why it didn't work, why it shouldn't have been, and like knowing that I'm better off out of it. Even though I think the part that I hadn't gotten over was the, you know, the planning the life and all of that stuff and that that part, the end. Mm-hmm. But what happens when that like they don't let you go and you just try to ah, get malarkey. out of that? No, I'm saying well, well, like listen, you I'm do everything you can to I'm gonna ask you three questions. Mm-hmm. You still talk to him? What happened? He still talks to me. No, do you still talk to him? He still talks to me. Okay, why he still got your number? Don't matter. 
I can't get into this. No. <laughs> so listen, listen, I'm gonna tell you this. If you know, if you keep the lines open, mm-hmm. but yeah. there was a period of time where the the lines were at all not open. But you, but Eagles you let them, but you, but you, but you let them back in. But you, but you let them back in. No. Okay, we're not gonna go through that. You. Did you block him? That don't matter. Through hell or high water, he getting through. Okay, okay. It just sounds like you're not being accountable. I mean, uh, I, I, but that's the thing. I remember, but what I, I will say this without spilling all the tea or whatever. Even though if y'all listen to the songs, I tell no lies. Uh, I remember a time where I'm like, I did everything. I've no communication, no nothing, and then different stuff will pop up. Whether somebody he, you know, part of him pops up, or or it's just little things will pop up, and then you can't say his name too many times because he pop up like Beetlejuice. All of a sudden, it's a resurgence, and it's just like I did what I was supposed to do during that time. Why? I, it's like it's like a spirit that's haunting me, but he's still on this earth, mm-hmm. so it's a little difficult. But that's a whole another topic to get into. Okay, we're talking about um, the, 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 the 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 reason why I can't leave my exes alone. That's gonna be next week. Uh, uh, the reason why they can't leave me alone. I know. See, that's what I'm saying. You looking? That's the ego or ego talking. No, it's not. I've, li- okay, listen, we're I've not tried. gonna talk about this right I'm now. I said what I said. Okay. So I'm gonna say that. Probably if you've gone through that reflective process, if you've, um, you know, written the things down and you know you've gotten over the guilt or the regret and those things have been um, settled in your mind, the the next part of it is the spiritual tear. That is the most difficult part, especially for people who've lived together, mm-hmm. been intimate together, had those deep plans for what's next in our lives together. So I, I'm going to share with this with you. So I've been married and divorced and divorced and married and married. And so I know that's right, girl. Keep going to get right. <laughs> oh yeah, I got it right this time for sure. Uh, I, I actually got what I asked for this time. I love How about this. that. Okay, um, but that's because I wrote it down too. Mm. Um, so, but with the with the spiritual tear, part of that process, and this is what the judge told me in my second divorce. I said, "Why is this process so difficult?" She told me that you have to undo all of the vows that you made. You have to undo them legally. And mm. so that's why you have to go through court and the process. But on the spiritual level, right, you're still undoing the process. Mm. And so if you made, so let, let me make this clear. If while you were together, you made a vow to be together, y'all had that conversation about I'm going to be with you forever, no matter what. If you guys made that vow to each other, you made a vow. Mm-hmm. So. Part of that process when you make a vow, you know, because when you're in love, right, you make all kind of promises. So those promises are broken. So they have to be reconciled. Mm -hmm. And so the love that you have and whatever you promised in that relationship is still in the ethers. Right. It's still Mm -hmm. because it came out of your mouth Mm -hmm. and it made you created something when it came out of your mouth. So the process that you have to go through is still to continue to create. It may not be in the same way with him, but it has still has to be created Mm -hmm. because of the promise out of your own mouth. Right. So uh, that's a that's a you know, that's another kind of conversation to have. But that is Mm -hmm. that is part of the process. So that spiritual tear is really the uh, the tearing apart. That's like uh, it gives me that uh, that thought when you're. um, when you were in kindergarten, you had that glue, and you always playing with the glue, yeah. and you can see it sticking. Like, that's that's literally what's happening. The tearing away I need it today immediately. Yeah. Hurry yeah. up. 
That's why I'm not like that. I'm talking about like it, like the situation. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the it's tearing up. away it's, that it's, it's it doesn't painful. make sense. It's very, very annoying, frustrating. Like, please let me go. Yeah. Right, and and so, <laughs> but remember what you speak. Yeah. Mm. If you say please let me go, but that's not really what you're meaning. That's Miss Helen. Don't, don't do that on here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> Okay. And she take a swallow of a good big gulp of spit. I do. Listen, um, I listen. said what I said. Hey y'all, okay. thank y'all for joining us today, Miss Heather. We appreciate you, your words of wisdom and encouragement to move on and go forward and have great energy as we go forward. And our frequencies has to change. Uh, we will constantly remain on the same plane. And I wasn't rapping. I was, and no, I was capping. I was just saying everything that was on my mind. That was constantly mapping out everything. Yeah. Why are you trying to drop bars? I'm over but it. Bars. Um, CC, thank you for being the host of the cry of the cry week i mean of, of the, today first of all everybody knows i have eye issues so i'm not crying <laughs> i have eye issues it's a thing follow me on cc underscore <laughs> on instagram i got a new song y'all and click the link and get them views up thank you okay miss heather tell them where they can find you at you can reach me at your inspired with a d journey.com your inspired journey.com you can uh, find me on various social media um, some of my messages you can find me in books you can go to Amazon and look up Heather Hetheru Miller and pull some of my books some resources uh, I have my book um, Cardinal and Red Dress about grief so if you need it's an easy read all of my books are easy read I so say you can read my books in a wash and dry cycle That's what's up. so they are available there to you for some tools and next steps shout out to Carmen uh, girl boy hey I'm about to give you a call babe um, shout out to Calvin man uh, First of all, shizma. shout out to Girl Boy Midday Vibes because they be holding me down playing my music video. I love y'all. Shizba, LaShawn Gilmore, we thank you. We appreciate everyone for checking us out the Rise of Ground Morning Show. You can find me right here every morning, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11. Shout out to the one and only uh, uh, engineer right now. He, he Tino. The Bambino, the one that we know, and my—that's not my. Oh, that wasn't my volume. Um, he's on the ones and twos and bringing us to you and his assistant and back producing the back end, none other than Shannon Shan, a hundred grand with the hundred bands, and we'll be right back. We'll be—we'll see y'all uh, tomorrow. Shit. All right. Thank you. Peace. Are you an indie podcast or content creator looking to reach a wider audience? Look no further. Introducing Podcastic, the ultimate podcast network designed exclusively for indie creators like you. At Podcastic, we believe in the power of unique voices and fresh perspectives. We're here to amplify your passion and creativity, connecting you with a growing community of engaged listeners who crave original content. Podcastic is more than just a platform. It's a support system built for indie podcasters, offering a range of resources to help you succeed. From tailored promotional campaigns to professional production assistance, we're here to help you shine. Our intuitive platform makes it easy for you to be seen and heard. We do all the heavy lifting for you. You just show up and create. Plus, with our advanced analytics, you'll gain valuable insights into your audience's preferences, allowing you to refine your content and grow your fan base. Ignite your passion, expand your reach, and thrive with podcasting. Visit our website at www.podcasticlife.com to get started. Podcasting, the home for indie podcasts and content creators. Hey, hey! For your daily news Rise and grind Grinding just for you